Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me today and every day. Without you, we would not have a show. So thank you so much for joining us where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. Now, today I have a very special guest from France, and that would be Pascal Ghazi. Pascal, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, having me there. We're in for a real treat because Pascal has a very interesting project that I would like you to hear about if you're interested in being the father of a breastfed baby or if you're already the father of a breastfed baby or if you just want to be supportive to the father of a breastfed baby. So uh, I know that on the show we've talked about fatherhood, we've talked about breastfeeding and fatherhood, but Pascal comes to this from a slightly different angle than we've heard in the past. He has a very interesting project going in France, which is a project which, as I understand it, was specifically designed to support fathers of breastfed babies And Pascal, I'm going to stop talking and let you talk to us a little bit. Tell us about your project and what it does. All right. Well, um, this project actually stems from my own needs as as when I became a father. Yes. And well, I was a bit, everything went went quite fast and I was a bit lost in in many ways. And uh, well, the, the topic of feeding the baby was very clear to my wife then she uh-huh. wanted to breastfeed our son which seemed very logical to me and natural uh-huh. uh, but nevertheless uh, it was not as easy as I thought it would be and especially I I, I didn't really know how, how to handle things what was my place well basically how to do things because it, it seemed especially for us in France where breastfeeding is really not the standard um, uh-huh. it seemed like going a bit like um, against the, the the current it, as, yes as we would say in the US going against the grain yeah. and it sounds as if you were left with many questions and now your, your baby is about four years old now right yeah exactly so, obviously, you got through this, but you recognized that other fathers needed that support as well. Well, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine that I was alone. Uh, <laughs> so, that, that was too, too annoying to me to think that. So, um, and, uh, and I knew that support existed for, for mothers. Yes. Uh, because my wife used to go to, I mean... Uh, La Leche? to La Leche League and uh, oh. she became a leader later and uh, so she used to go and I went with her to a few meetings and uh, well I felt it was useful for her that she found support 
of her peers, basically. But even though those meetings were open to to dads, obviously, um, well, we are usually a, a minority. Not to say uh-huh. that we are alone sometimes. So it's not that easy to 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 go and confess about our own doubts and of course. and fears and and questions in front of of women in general. And especially not such an intimate topic. So I thought, uh, I thought I, I needed, uh, I needed to do something about it. I, I even asked, I, I even asked if I could, uh, if, if I could become myself like uh, a leader uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. for dads. Well, it was not an option because the rules are, <laughs> are quite strict. You need to have breastfed physically yourself. So that was not my case. Yes. Um, so I thought that I uh, I should take advantage of of the social media and and uh, the, mainly Facebook at the beginning, thinking that that's a very good way to to reach as many people as possible. Sure. And and through that, well, basically it it, it started. I created a page, a group, and uh, and little by little, uh, the word actually went through and. And today we have a group that is exclusively a discussion group, exclusively for dads. Uh, we have, well, the, the main one is in French uh, with uh, almost 200 dads on it. Whoa! And we have one in Spanish and one in English too, so... Uh, I know that you are multilingual yourself, uh, but help me here. Is the group only online or does the group also meet in person? For now, it's it's only it's only online because uh, because for some reason, even though I live in the capital city of France, most of the fathers that are in the in, in the group uh, are spread out all over the country. Sure. And uh, then it's it's quite complicated to try to organize physical meetings uh, on a regular basis. So what we I'm have sure. been doing is like Skype meetings. Ah, like uh-huh. We actually, at least with the video and everything, so we can kind of meet in person and we can talk and discuss and have a drink uh, virtually. <laughs> a virtual <So>. drink. <laughs> yes. So well, that, that's the, the best way uh, I found for now to, to be able to do that, even though the idea is there. Uh, many times it comes back amongst the, the, the oldest members of the group that... We should try to organize a weekend or something at least once a year to all meet up somewhere in France. So we're working on that. That, that will take a little more organizing. And for those who don't know, uh, well, first of all, everyone, please, listeners, forgive my dreadful French. But I believe that the name of the project is Papa Letton. Is that correct? That, that's correct. Alrighty, and uh, how did you find these fathers, or did they find you? Did you? How, how did you go about finding these two hundred fathers? Well, um, at the very beginning, um, I created a website where I started posting some some blog posts about breastfeeding, about, and uh, then I created a page. And mainly at the beginning, when you start a page about breastfeeding, you have, well, 99.9% of women. And uh, I think that's how it took off. Actually, some women uh, talked to their husbands 
uh, and these husbands became members of the dads only group and uh, and then little by little we started 10 20 and and it's it's it spread it though i mean it's not as um, uh, exponential as uh, it would have been if it was a just a father's group about any topic so sure. but, but uh, 200 is is, is great so. i think that is fantastic absolutely absolutely and also well let me just recap a moment it seems like the initial draw at least was mothers or fathers reading your blog and then they were interested in joining the group. Would that be a fair uh, presumption? Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's fair. I, I let's say that the, the group was the next step. It was uh, nice. that was the objective, but mm-hmm. uh, at first we needed to have the the initiative. Uh, let's say known. Yes, absolutely. So, and were you at all uneasy that, I, I, I think about myself sometimes, well, for instance, when I started my own radio show, I thought, wow, I might be able to do this, but I'm not an expert. I have no formal training in journalism. I've never hosted a radio show. Did you have some doubts about your own ability to start this uh, group that where you would be the leader for these fathers? No, because I actually didn't really, I mean, I didn't really consider myself as, as an expert at any point. So oh. that was very clear to me. Okay. Uh, but that you didn't my try idea to be was, an expert. You just tried to be there for others. Well, I thought uh, I wanted to find, I wanted them to find what I was looking for myself. So not that I was looking for an expert to give me uh, sheer information uh, that uh, I think I, I can get. Uh, it was more to share experience, to understand how others cope with things. I mean, practically, that's that's yes. the, the the practicality is really something important. Maybe more for men than 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 for women. Not that I want to make any presumptuous uh, sure. statement, but uh, that's the the way I felt that the practicality was very important. Have you had any support or partnership in the community? And I don't know exactly what that might be, but any other men's group or any health groups or anything that uh, have helped you to spread the word about Papa Leiton? Yeah, well, um, slowly, slowly, when the, the, the because the, the, the page actually has a lot of, of uh, likes of, of members kind of on, on Facebook too and a lot of women and a lot of, a lot of associations breastfeeding associations mm-hmm. so these associations actually very often share the word about about the group so it's also a source of, uh, of new fathers in many ways so again it sounds as though yes you have gotten some some buzz in the in the community, but more from the aspect of online rather than, uh, I, I guess I was thinking, was there a formal partnership of any kind? And it sounds like, no, there really is not. No, we, we have, we have been publishing uh, testimonies, I mean, of, of fathers of the group in uh-huh. different magazines, though. In Oh, very nice. Yeah, would it be in... Uh, 
in magazines uh, issued by uh, La Leche League or even uh, a French magazine that also deals with breastfeeding and that is printed. So also every month we provide them testimonies from fathers from the from the group. So this is also a good way to for us that we manage to spread the word out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this is so fascinating that certainly many of us have talked about how, oh, we need to give more support to fathers. Oh, fathers need this, fathers need that. And, and honestly, uh, that's a great thought, except that quite honestly, most of us really don't know how to exactly do that. And it sounds as though you have really uh, put this into a situation where fathers get some real true help from other fathers who have been through it. And I think that's a real beauty of what the program can offer. Now, on the other side of the break, we're going to ask you to talk a little bit more about the kinds of concerns that fathers come with and how you help them with those concerns, the kinds of questions they raise. So everybody, hang in there, don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host today, and I am here with my guest, Pascal Ghazi. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. And today I'm here with my guest, Pascal Ghazi, who was the founder of a support group for men called Papa Leon, excuse me, Papa Leton in France. And he was talking about his inspiration for the group and a little bit about how the group has been structured and how it's taken off a little bit. But I want to go a lot deeper than that. Uh, Pascal, you told me something which was no surprise. You said that the most frequent question that you get is how to get fathers interested or involved in breastfeeding. So, I think that's kind of a two-part question. And the first question is, do you think that fathers are not invited into the discussion by their female partner or by the healthcare system or both? Well, there I will talk about, well, first of my own experience. Um, Okay. And, well, because if you mentioned, for example, the healthcare system, I, I know the French one, so... That, that, that's where I, I, I could start. Uh, sure. Uh, as I said earlier, it all started also because uh, I, I didn't feel I had uh, the right uh, support about it. So I didn't feel involved in, in a way, by at least by healthcare personnel. Okay. Uh, on the contrary, they would consider me as not qualified as... <laughs> Uh, in the matter, because uh, I was a man, I assume, uh, not taking in consideration that that breastfeeding is well is about the whole family. Yeah. And um, and 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 to be quite honest, uh, I will just uh, tell a quick anecdote uh, on how actually what triggered what, when it went from an actual just an idea, a concept to an actual project. Um, is is one day my wife got uh, got sick. She had mastitis, and uh, she was very weak, very very uh, very ill. She had fever, and and well, basically, I had to I had to do something about it. Yes. And uh, sincerely, it's something I I felt totally useless. I didn't know what to do. So she told me called a lactation consultant and. Uh, a midwife lactation consultant to see if she can advise you to do something that we could try something to 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 Make alleviate the pain yeah yes well so well i took the i went on google and i searched on the internet and i found the name of one that was living close by and i called her on her phone it was early morning and this woman answered she was very nice she she gave me a few tips but I, I, even though she was very nice, I, I felt her surprise. She thought that I interpreted as, but how come you are calling me and not your wife? <laughs> okay. And then I thought, this has to change. I thought, because I'm a man, I I have the right to be involved in, in breastfeeding. I have the right to try to understand what's happening. I have the right to 
to be able to help. And, well, uh, and I would also say you have the right to protect your family. You have the right to help your wife. This is this is bigger than just breastfeeding. Absolutely. Exactly. So, so that, that's that's how it all started. So, so for for me to to be able to tell you uh, how how to involve fathers, I think. I mean, you know, I think. Well, it's our common friend, uh, Jim. That. that uh, oh, Jim Acre. Uh-huh. Jim yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that said that basically breastfeeding is not a woman's issue. It's uh, it's a mammal's issue, actually, and a uh, uh, mammalian issue. And, and it's, and it's, it's uh, as, as soon as you understand that that's the best for the mother, that's the best for the baby, then as a consequence, it's also the best for you as a father. So... Now, how did you understand that breastfeeding was the best for your baby? Did you hear that when your wife was pregnant? Did she tell you that? Did you read that? How did you get that information? Actually, I have to confess, I didn't read that much then. Okay. <laughs> okay. But my wife did. And uh, and when she started talking about it while pregnant and uh, ex- basically explaining all the things that she was reading and well it, it it seemed i mean crystal clear that i mean it was a i mean it was the most natural and 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 the best food i mean yes available yes, yes. Um, but going from there it's it's not necessarily enough um, because questions as i said before are, are a lot more practical and uh, and a man can know that this is the best food, this is the most natural, uh, that's for the best for his baby, and uh, and still be at loss. <laughs> yes, not yes, being for sure. how to be, yeah, I think what you're saying is he is at a loss for how to actually be helpful. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking, for instance, as you were talking, I was thinking that when I wrote my first book, I described to someone that my husband had been very supportive. And she said something like, oh, you know, he's applauding your efforts. And I said, yes, he's applauding my efforts, but he's done way more than that. He has driven me to the library. He has helped me to copy off uh, journal articles. You know, he's done hands-on help. And that's what I hear you saying, Pascal, as well, that it's more than just knowing. It's more than just being supportive in your head or even with your words, but rather it's it's being able to give some some practical help as well. And it sounds like you also got that together. I do want to ask you this, though. I want to go back to the part about the choices before we go to the practicalities, and that is... I know from the research that there are some men who feel that they cannot tell their wives or the mothers of their babies what to do. And and I think of it in my own mind as, right, uh, men wouldn't tell women what kind of makeup to wear or where to buy it or, or to pick this brand instead of that brand. Men just wouldn't do that sort of thing. And so it seems to me that sometimes both in what I have read in the research, as well as some men that I have met over the years, they're kind of like, uh, yeah, breastfeeding, uh, yeah, we don't, I don't really get into that. You know, that's really her territory. How do you think that we move men from that it's her territory idea to realizing that 
Yeah, yeah, it is actually kind of his business. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, well, I think, I, I, I think, well, to to to, to try to answer to that, um, I think first the, the, there is to be kind of a confidence for the ah. father to to take that space because, okay. as I said, uh, not necessarily from the mother, but sometimes from the system, from the society, from the. We, we we are kind of uh, disqualified and like yes, uh, yes. We, we 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 are told that we shouldn't even uh, talk about it you're told it's not your place yeah so i i think first we need to be together confidence through dialogue with our wife maybe through reading through information uh, i mean being convinced uh, of and again, not only of the benefits of it, but also men are very sensitive sometimes to uh, to hard facts. They they need to have uh, the, yes. the, the proper the, the information from from science. They feel better with that, and, and and then sometimes we need also to go up to knowing what is the risk of not breastfeeding. So absolutely. And from there, it it it's, it it can be easier. But obviously, I think the dialogue with the going from there, being informed, and and talking to to the mother, uh, talking to the mother about uh, how she feels, what uh, uh, how she feels that we could help, because sometimes we just feel helpless. We we don't know. We don't know what to do. We. Pascal, we were so used of uh, bottle feeding image, so it's complicated. Yes, it's complicated, yes. Uh, help me with this. I have sometimes seen fathers who really want their baby to be breastfed, and they really want their wife to do it. They really encourage her. They tell Sometimes they are more well-read than she is, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes I've seen them, uh, how should I say, I, I suppose you can't really force a woman, but they really are very strong in, in expressing their opinion. If your wife had wanted to bottle feed, how would you have handled that? Well, I think that uh, if uh, if she had wanted that, it would mean that she wasn't informed the way she was informed, and I wouldn't have been informed myself. So I would probably uh-huh. just have gone ahead with it. Okay, okay. As, as being a very standard pattern in, in here in France so uh, I'm not sure I would have even maybe questioned it at the time mm-hmm. and if you visited uh, the uh, the doctor prenatally before the baby was born did you feel that you were deliberately uh, cut off from the conversation about feeding choices actually a doctor didn't even ask about that in the Previous, previous to the to the birth, it was really oh, yeah okay. So France and the United States have something else in common, because that frequently happens here as well, Pascal. Very often, the feeding decision is not discussed with the mother, and certainly not with the father, and that becomes a real problem because then uh, women are sort of left to their own devices to figure it out, and. Uh, so I'm sorry that that conversation didn't happen with your wife, 
But the fact that it didn't happen with your wife kind of means it's not going to happen with you either. Ooh, wow, we've got a lot of, you can tell everyone who is listening, you can tell that Pascal has a big job ahead of him as he has been the founder of Papa Leton and as he is talking with us today. Hey, everybody, don't go away. We will be right back with my guest, Pascal Ghazi, right after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to Be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. Now, today we've been talking about the of fathers, and Pascal, as the founder of Papeleton, has helped us to understand the need for community-based support for fathers. Pascal, in the last segment, we talked about helping the father to be interested and to help him, uh, how to help him into that conversation. So the conversation and the interest is all well and good, but there's also this other thing that I have seen for years, which is fathers tell me something to the effect of feeding is the fun part. And if she's breastfeeding, she gets to do the fun part and I get to do all the rest. That doesn't really seem fair to me. Now, they don't always use those exact words, but that's pretty much what it means. How would you respond to that? Well, I think um, 
I think I think it means it, it, it for me it means two things and uh, yeah. first of all uh, it it reduces the the, the the role of the father to to feeding which yes. basically would be bottle feeding would it be with breast milk or not but uh, uh, so um, it it feels like it's like reducing the, the 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 potential role of the of the new father to that in, in in order to bond with with the baby so that's a i mean there are so many other ways that we can then develop uh, and that's usually where we go when we are discussing about that with other fathers is try to to make them realize that there are many other ways and and another thing about that that same preoccupation that fathers have um is is also that Beyond the fact that they would say maybe openly like this that they want to to feed the baby because it's the way to bond, it's the fun part, and so on and so forth. It's also basically the fathers are afraid uh, that well they won't spend as much time uh, obviously with the baby, but uh, also with the mother. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. and even though they sometimes we 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 do not want to admit it. We do not want that. Sometimes it's also a kind of a, a selfish feeling that we feel like, uh, well, we feel left apart. We feel like, uh, well, sure. the baby is nice, he's cute, but... Uh, he's taken my place. He, Yeah, he's taken my place, taken yeah. a lot of time. I don't have much time alone with my wife. So that that that's also something that that is very uh, very present in 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 the father's mind, even though they don't express it as openly very often. They they always use they always paraphrase it in a way that yes, uh, I, I agree. Include, I, I include myself. Uh, we always try to find ways to explain that it's not because we need to be with the mothers. It's just that uh, we think it, it it will prevent us from having. Uh, the proper connection whatsoever yes, and then yes. then what what we have to explain what i try to explain and other fathers in the group also i think share their experiences on that is that well we can also enjoy something very very nice is, is to be actually witness to to the the, the bond that that's that is actually blossoming between the mother and the baby because it's something unique yeah, and also yes. by witnessing it, just by being there and participating in the in the bliss of the moment, we we're also actually not left apart. We're part of the of that moment. We're part of that team. Yes, and and that's something I think is is crucial for for new fathers to 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 understand because it's it's another dynamics. You mentioned that there were several other ways to bond with the baby. And can you talk to us about that? What do you tell fathers? No, basically, you know, very often I, I don't even need to to mention specifically. Okay. Uh, but just by, by just by stating the fact that there are other ways, they, they would actually name it. It's you know they they can bathe him they can change the baby they can I mean bathing him is a very fun moment too uh, yes. they can interact with him when he's on when he's playing i mean obviously uh, also there are different stages uh, and and we also have to understand the the, the cycles of uh, of of a baby a newborn you won't be able to interact the same way uh, as men, we usually are not very well informed, or as parents in general. 
and uh, and we think that there should be interaction all the time. That's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> but that's not the case. That's uh, not the a, case. And yes. you're born, well, he, he feeds and he sleeps and you change him. and uh, That's about uh, it. But that's it. So yeah. let's First enjoy several those. several days. <laughs> exactly. So we, we have also to learn to enjoy those things. It's not... I think it's also detaching from our own needs of uh, of entertainment. Did you do skin to skin contact with your baby on your chest? Not uh, not enough. Not very enough. <laughs> no, uh-huh. very very little. We tried to uh, actually to to carry him most often. Uh, but skin to skin, really directly, a little bit, uh, but uh, but but not enough. And uh, and uh, it's something we would have liked to do more. And uh-huh. uh, well, we'll try to do with the next. Uh, the next it sounds baby. like yeah, that was a learning experience for yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but, one of the, uh, yeah. One of the things that I try to remind fathers is that babies really like being on the father's chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, babies really like to hear the the resonation of a man's voice. Yeah. I'm sure there's a technical term for that. I can't remember what it is. But because fathers have a deep voice, they have more resonation of that tone in their chest. And so the baby hears that but feels it as well. And uh, very often that is a great way to bond with your baby. You mentioned bathing, which, of course, is an intimate kind of thing. That you're touching the baby, you're soothing the baby, you're stroking the baby, you're probably talking to or singing to the baby. Uh, Pascal, you have a wonderful speaking voice. Do you sing to your baby also? No, my singing skills are not as good as my talking skills. So. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm surprised. I think they're probably better than you give yourself credit for. But any of those things are so important. Uh, you did not mention massage. Now, that's something that I mention here in the U.S. Would that be popular or appropriate in France? It, it starts to be a bit more. We hear a lot more about it. There are uh-huh. classes to learn also how, oh, nice. to, how to do that. And, and, and to come back to the actually carrying the baby and skin to skin, it's, it's true that I notice that most of the fathers that, I, that are on the group uh, that actually do practice that. We even have a lot of, uh, of, uh, of fathers that are accredited as uh, instructors to oh, teach nice. how nice. to you know to use wraps and uh, and slings and stuff like that uh-huh. so uh, so yeah that that's definitely something that is that is crucial and and it and it's it's a very fun way to to bond with the baby absolutely Absolutely. Uh, One of the things that I'm curious about, because we've never talked about this on the show, and I'm always, I guess, a little unenlightened. Do you have fathers in your group who are stepfathers or adoptive fathers? That is, uh, the baby was birthed by the mother, but in fact, the man is not the, the baby's uh, father. Do you think that experience is different? Have you, have you had any experience with that? Well, I, I have, uh, I think, a few, okay. actually. Um, at least one that, uh, that is very clear to me that, uh, that got uh, 
that got in couple very young with a woman that uh, already had a child. He was ah. 18 years old. Okay. Uh, and the, the kid was a baby. And, uh, and even though the breastfeeding experience might not have gone as well as they wanted, but, uh, but actually it's interesting to see that uh, when a father is, is in that kind of mood, in that kind of perspective of breastfeeding, of usually it goes with attachment parenting, it goes with, sure. with closeness and everything. The fact that the baby is uh, adopted or from a previous marriage or usually doesn't even doesn't change the perspective about about bonding, about breastfeeding, about all those things. I, I think it, it all goes together. It's, uh, and breastfeeding is just one of the items on the list. But uh, Sure. Sure. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, which is it's not just the breastfeeding. It is part of that whole parenting experience and finding ways to relate to the baby. And sometimes that means stepping out a little bit and uh, thinking about things that you might not have thought about. So tell us this, if you were really to describe what a supportive father does for the breastfeeding mother, how would you describe that supportive father? Well, supportive father is is one that would... Uh that would try to be to, to, to show empathy mainly because mm, we, we don't right. experience breastfeeding breastfeeding ourselves sure. as much as we don't experience giving birth ourselves. So uh, in that respect, we have to, to always be very open uh, about, about the feelings, not only physical. I mean, you mentioned it before, the father can, can, can help in those ways, but can support in in, in, a, in a physical way, but also it's very important to be there uh, psychologically, even though we might ourselves go through doubts and and questions, but try to find the answers to be able to be a real support to the to the mother. Yes, yes, I, I would agree because sometimes I've seen some fathers who uh, are certainly. They're able to soothe the baby, rock the baby, sing to the baby, uh, maybe put the baby down for bed, any of those kinds of things. Uh, but sometimes they're not as much in tune to the fact that a mother who has just given birth is very emotionally fragile. I think that might be the right word. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes fathers just don't get it. And it seems like you're very in tune to the fact that, uh, that that's hugely important. Hey, everybody, don't go away. We will be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. 
What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm here today with the founder of Papa Leton, a support group for breastfeeding fathers in France, and that is Pascal Ghazi. Pascal, uh, tell us a little bit about what the research shows about the duration of breastfeeding uh, for uh the, the experience of families where fathers are participative. And tell us a little bit about how that squares with your experience in working with fathers. Well, um, well, I don't have the, the the name or the reference exactly, but it, that's okay. It, but most research that that actually dealt with the the topic of of breastfeeding and taking into consideration the involvement of the father uh, definitely show that that. Uh, the duration and also, and maybe I wanted to say mainly, the satisfaction about the breastfeeding experience was mm-hmm. a lot higher when the father was was himself involved. Yes. Uh, and, and indeed, uh, uh, by sharing experiences with so many fathers, uh, I noticed that... Uh, very often, well, sometimes what happens, the first experience, they're not as involved because they don't know. And the first breastfeeding experience might be might be short, uh, too short sometimes, so they, they regret it. Uh, and then when comes the second baby, then things are different. The father knows a bit more how to handle things. And uh, and then usually the breastfeeding experience is longer, so and more more satisfactory. Yes, yes. Another thing that occurs to me as uh, as we talk about the research, I'm looking here at a very interesting study by Amy Brown and Ruth Davies, uh, published a couple of years ago, and it was a qualitative study. I want to read for our audience a direct quote from what one of the fathers said. This father said, at first, I freaked out about her feeding in front of other people. I couldn't stop thinking that she 
had her breast out in front of my father or my friends and that they were getting an eyeful. Thankfully, I grew up, though, and realized that you can't really see anything, and it was better than the screaming. Uh, how did how did you feel or how have fathers felt that you have interacted with? Do you think that whole bit about her, as this father said, uh, feeding in front of other people and them getting an eyeful, do you think that's an issue in France or is this just a U.S. thing? No, no, no. It's it's definitely an issue in France too. I think uh, I think that's actually a very, uh, very current topic as uh, public, breastfeeding in public has been... Uh, has been very problematic lately. There were a few issues here in France of people that were sent out of of some public offices or other shops, shopping centers, because the woman was breastfeeding her kid. Uh, would it be uh-huh. uh, even covering herself, actually? Uh, so, uh, but I think that the, the beyond the, the the actual issue of of what's happening uh, in the facts. The, the, what is interesting about what that father says, what he feels. He yes. feels that the fact that his wife uh, is, is breastfeeding her, her kid in, in front of other people, then he thinks that these other people are staring at her breasts. And what reassures him is that he realizes that they, didn't, they couldn't see anything. Right, uh, right. But that, that's that's uh, that's also something many fathers have that issue uh, uh, for different reasons. Uh, it would be because they're afraid or they're uncomfortable with the fact that other people might see their wife's breasts, or because they they are uncomfortable with the stare of the people. Not yes. that not that they see anything sexual in it, but just the the stare of ju- the judgment that that yeah. people might have. Um, or just it's strange because it's not something we're used to. Uh, so yeah, even myself at the beginning, I, I you were didn't a little uneasy. Well. Uh-huh. I mean, actually, not. I, I never had the feeling that because people look at my wife's breast, but I felt that that people will judge that they will think it's weird. Ah. Uh, and then what do I do? Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think that that's that's the whole. That that's a, that's a big issue. That and and for fathers, it's it's um, it's it's a question that that they have and that they express very often. That and sex are usually the also. Oh, you were you you set me right up for that one, Pascal. <laughs> I was just about to ask you. You mentioned earlier in the show that you felt that to some degree, if if she's spending all this time with the baby, she's not necessarily spending time with you. And that carries over onto sex in the bedroom. How would you suggest that fathers get more time, more quality time, more intimate time, more bedroom time, whatever, with their wives? How, what practical tips can you give there? Well, I think that uh, it, it, it makes us, first, we, we, many, many fathers need to talk about it. Yes. Because if not, they grow kind of a lot of frustration about it, and 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 they they get pursue they, they get sure that uh, it's never going to happen again, and oh. uh, uh, or that it's too complicated or that. Uh, but I, I think that first of all, I mean, there is a need to 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 dissociate the need of uh, 
sexual attraction and, and closeness. And, and again, I think it's, it's all about being informed because um, obviously a, a woman's hormonal states after birth and when breastfeeding at the beginning, especially the first few months, is very different in terms of uh, sexual uh, arousal, sexual attraction. Needs, feelings, needs, feelings. She might mm-hmm. not need that at that moment. And that's yes. what a man has to understand. It doesn't mean that we won't be close to, to, to our wife or partner, but we need to adapt too. I mean, there are many, many ways there. You can caress, kiss, cuddle, massage. You were talking about massage earlier yeah, for absolutely. the baby. There are many other ways to explore the relationship, and I think that's what fathers need to understand. For men, it's it's not easy again because uh, hormonally we don't uh, we don't react the same way. Sure. To to that, and 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 it's 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 interesting to know that for most mammals in 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 nature, when the female is breastfeeding, the male is not attracted sexually. Oh, uh, interesting. I, I think okay. it was except for the kangaroos. So, uh, but most of, of mammals in nature, the, 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 when the female breastfeeds, she, she releases some hormones and, well, because they're still in touch with their instincts and with their actual senses, they won't be sexually attracted. I think it means something. Absolutely. This has been so much fun, but as you know, and everyone knows, these hours always go much, much too fast, and so that's all the time that we have today. Before we sign off, I'd like to thank Pascal Ghazi uh, for being with us today. Pascal, thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for having I'd me. Like- I'd like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed, and I'd like you to come back next week as well. Now, for those of you who are interested in books or other media that was mentioned on this show or previous shows, go to my website at borntobebreastfed.com, and also... Feel free to leave a note for us on my Facebook page. If you would like to contact me or Pascal, send a message to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, if you're a professional and you're looking for continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. My courses and tons of resources and my blog and much more are all at my professional website. That's breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm Marie Biancuto. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.